Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Chinese Foreign Minister holds phone conversation with Venezuelan Foreign Minister. Jamaica Prime Minister cleared after narcotics probe. U.S. Virgin Islands prepared to enforce President Biden's mandate for vaccination or weekly testing for employers with 100 employees or more. And Puerto Rico pharmacy owner pleads guilty to federal charges involving the vaccination of minors under 12 with the COVID-19 vaccine. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, September 28. We start a report today in Venezuela. Bahamanews.net reports that Xinhua News Agency states that Chinese state counselor and foreign minister Wang Yi held a telephone conversation with Venezuelan foreign minister Felix Placencia Monday on the sidelines of the general debate of the United Nations General Assembly. Wang said that the long-standing China-Venezuela comprehensive strategic partnership has stood the test of the shifting international landscapes and maintained a strong momentum of development. Both sides have been committed to mutual understanding and trust. He said China thanked Venezuela for support its efforts in safeguarding its legitimate interests and opposes the illegal unilateral sanctions imposed on Venezuela by the United States. China has believed that the Venezuelan issue should be resolved by the Venezuelan people themselves through dialogue within the framework of their own constitution and laws, Wang said. He also noted that China stands ready to continue promoting practical corporate Cooperation with Venezuela in various fields on a basis of the principles of equality, mutual benefits, win-win cooperation, and common development, and will continue to support Venezuela in its fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. Wang said China is willing to work with Venezuela to cope with the profound changes on scene in this century, enhance unity and cooperation, safeguard international equity and justice, and lift the China-Venezuela Comprehensive Strategic Partnership to a high level. Noted that China-Latin America corporations has maintained healthy and stable development, Wang said. China attaches great importance to the cooperation of the community of Latin America and Caribbean states and will fully implement the spirit of Chinese President Jinping's speech to the Sixth Summit of the Heads of State and Government at the Community of Latin America and Caribbean States to continue maintaining close communication and coordination with Latin America and Caribbean countries in areas such as vaccine cooperation and economic and livelihood recovery. The Jamaica Observer reports that former United States Ambassador to Jamaica, Donald Tapia, has declared that a full investigation by local and American law enforcement agencies found no evidence that Minister of Energy, Science and Technology for Jamaica, Daryl Vaz, has any involvement or connection with illegal narcotics. Tapia, in a letter in August to 47 senators, said shortly after he assumed 
assumed duties in Jamaica. He was made aware of allegations linking Vaz to illegal drugs. He said on that basis, it was decided that the visitor's visa issued to the West Portland Member of Parliament should be revoked. According to Tapia, after the 2020 general election, he was approached by Prime Minister Andrew Holness, who requested that his office review the allegations against Vass. Tapia said he agreed on the basis that Jamaica law enforcement agencies conduct a similar review. After the law enforcement agencies provided their findings to Prime Minister Holness, it was found that the allegations were not factual, said Tapia in a letter. He said a similar probe conducted by U.S. agencies found that all reports were hearsay allegations with no substance or evidence. Tapia's letter came to light last weekend as questions were asked about a waiver attached to a one-year B1-B2 visa issued to VAS with an annotation which refers to controlled substance trafficker. In his letter, Tapia argued that the U.S. was incorrect in revoking the visa issued to VAS and should be returned as soon as possible. Another article in the Jamaican Observer on Monday evening reported that the United States Embassy in Kingston has reportedly issued a five-year diplomatic visa to Minister of Science, Energy and Technology Daryl Vaz, even as strong controversy swirls around an annotation implicating that he was suspected of being involved in the illegal drug trade on the visitor's visa issued to him last week. Jamaica Observer says that Vaz was issued the diplomatic visa after he was selected by the U.S. Embassy to lead an official delegation to an information communication technology and cybersecurity consultation in Arizona early next month. Minister of Education, Ute and Information, Faval Williams, Minister with portfolio in the Ministry of National Security, Matthew Sumda, Minister with our portfolio in the Ministry of Economic Growth and Job Creation, Aubin Hill, and Director General of the Planning Institute of Jamaica, Dr. Wing Henry, are expected to be a part of the Jamaican team. The trip is to be fully sponsored by the U.S. government and is expected to give the Jamaicans a look at the latest ICT and cybersecurity developments. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan is prepared to enforce portions of a recently announced U.S. President Joe Biden mandate that calls for private employers with 100 or more employees to require workers to be vaccinated or undergo weekly testing. The mandate also requires federal employees in the executive branch and federal government contractors to be vaccinated. The mandate's rules are being developed by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, along with the mandatory vaccination or weekly testing for employers with over 100 employees. The rule requires that these employers provide paid time off for employees to get vaccinated 
or for those who have been impacted by the disease to recover. There is no current mandate requiring employers to pay employees for the time it takes to get tested weekly, nor has the mandate made clear who will pay for the tests. OSHA has said it will issue formal rules in the coming weeks. According to the Wall Street Journal, companies are also wondering exactly how OSHA will determine the threshold for which businesses are covered by the requirement and about exemptions for employees who continue to work from home or who have religious or medical accommodations that are protected under the Americas with Disabilities Act. The Biden mandate is set to affect roughly 80 million private sector workers and businesses that don't comply can face fines of up to $14,000 per violation. The mandate also requires vaccination for workers in a plurality of healthcare settings that receive Medicare and Medicaid reimbursements. Local U.S. Virgin Islands hospitals on St. Croix, the Governor Wong F. Luis Hospital, and the Schneider Regional Medical Center on St. Thomas and St. John are Medicare and Medicaid participating institutions. Additionally, all federal employees in the U.S. Virgin Islands working on the executive branch level will need to be vaccinated according to the Biden initiative. Those include the VI District Court, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the Social Security Administration employees. This reach may also include larger retailers and businesses in the territory once verified. The U.S. Attorney's Office, District of Puerto Rico, issued a press release on a Puerto Rico pharmacy owner pleading guilty to federal charges involving the vaccination of minors under 12 with the COVID-19 vaccine. Liz Ann Banch, the owner and president of Pharmacia Gabriela, Inc. was charged and pleaded guilty on September 24 to participating in a felony conspiracy to convert government property and to commit health care fraud in connection with the illegal vaccination of minors between the ages of 7 to 11 with the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. The announcement was made by W. Stephen Muldrow, United States Attorney for the District of Puerto Rico, and Scott Lampert, Special Agent in Charge for the United States Department of Health and Human Services, Office of the Inspector General, New York Regional Office. From approximately May 28, 2021 through June 22, 2021, Liz Ann Banch and employees of Pharmacia Gabriela Inc. Pharmacy in Juan Diaz, Puerto Rico, conspired to knowingly and willfully administering the Pfizer Biotech COVID-19 vaccine to children 11 years old or younger and to submit corresponding Medicaid claims to MC21. A total of 24 children aged 7 to 11 were administered the Pfizer BioTech COVID-19 vaccine at full dosage without lawful authority as a part of the conspiracy. The Center for Disease 
Control and Prevention, the CDC, COVID-19 vaccination program required eligible pharmacies like Pharmacia Gabriella Inc. to comply with all requirements established by the United States Food and Drug Administration, including the emergency use authorization, which permitted the administration of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to children aged 12 and older. Importantly, the emergency use authorization has not approved the administration of the Pfizer vaccine to children 11 years old and younger. As a result, the administration of the vaccine to children aged 7 to 11 represents an unauthorized and unlawful administration of the vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine batches at issue were the property of the United States government and were illegally converted without authority from the United States. Similarly, Pharmacia Gabriela Inc. was not permitted to submit claims to MC21. The pharmacy benefit manager for Medicaid of Puerto Rico for the unlawful and unauthorized administration of the Pfizer vaccine to children aged 7 to 11. Bunch unlawful activity was identified quickly by the Puerto Rico Department of Health and the COVID-19 vaccination program at Pharmacia Gabriela Inc. was was subsequently suspended. No serious medical conditions have been identified to date as a result of the illegal vaccination program and all funds received for corresponding Medicaid billings have been voluntarily returned to the United States. In conjunction with pleading guilty, Bonch has voluntarily agreed to be excluded as a provider for Medicare, Medicaid, and all federal health care programs for a period of five years. And finally, the Weekly Journal reports that on September 29th and 30th, the Business Opportunity Exchange will be held in Puerto Rico with the slogan, In This Together, to help local businesses of Puerto Rico. The summit will be held by the Puerto Rico Minority Supplier Development Council, in which the owners of certified minority companies will be able to meet with corporate purchasing executives of the main multinational companies with subcontracts with the federal government and or diversity programs to establish or strengthen business relationships. This event will be held for the first time in virtual mode through the VFairs platform. Participants will connect to online events and conferences with the participation of executives representing leading companies in business models based on inclusion and diversity practices and policies. The Business Opportunity Exchange offers minority partners the opportunity to make matchmaking and corporate connections by requesting virtual one-on-one -on -one meetings with corporations for possible hires in the U.S. and foreign markets, said Reina Reyes, manager of corporate services for 
the Puerto Rico Minority Supplier Development Council. The first topic seeks to broaden the perspective of the participants to capitalize on the existing opportunities for federal funds, with a panel composed of engineer Manuel Leboy, executive director of Core 3, Efrain Maldonado, director of the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development, and Josue Rivera, U.S. Small Business Administration in Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands District Director. The Business Opportunity Exchange is an event that brings together corporate partners of multinational companies and minority entrepreneurs dedicated to serving sectors such as pharmaceuticals, technology, finance, construction, professional services, and facilities management, among others. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, September 28. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.